Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Believe in Everything Auburn is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your college basketball betting this season, just in time for March Madness. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Updated odds for everything from live games, the conference championships, right through the Final Four and Championship Game. Bet Online is your college basketball headquarters this season. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit if you use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B L E A V, at betonline.ag, where the game starts. War Eagle, everybody. Welcome back to Believe in Everything Auburn. Taylor Davis and Jason Campbell with you, as always, here to talk everything Auburn. What's up, everybody? We are actually recording in the morning, and we rarely do that. We're (laughs) typically an afternoon podcast, and you're going to see a difference in energy. Your girl is not a morning person. No way around it, just hitting in the cards for me. But nothing gets me more fired up than talking about Auburn. So we're glad that you have joined us, as always. And I will welcome in my co-host, my friend, my fellow proud alum, Jay Cam. What's up, man? How was your weekend? How's how's morning treating you? Because um, <laughs> I I should have had an extra cup of coffee. Not gonna lie. Oh, Taylor, come on! You know, a person like you that travels as much as you do, I would have assumed that you was a morning person. <laughs> Heck but, no! You know, I'm not a morning person either, but I do it when I have to. Yeah, I feel like as an athlete, you probably had no choice. Right. But sometimes I feel like my day is a lot longer when I get up early. So I need to get up early because, you know, getting up a little later in the the mornings, just kind of shorten your day, it feels like. And I'm trying to play catch up. So I'm trying to make a more conscious effort to start getting up at a decent time. And when I mean decent time, I'm not telling everybody what time it is because some people (laughs) still get (laughs) but a decent time. And... (laughs) It was in spring weather, now we're back in cold weather, and I can't really figure it out. So it's that time of the year where you don't know where to put away your fall clothes and bring out the spring and summer clothes or just keep all of them out because the weather is like a roller coaster. And also what to do with your AC in your house. Like you've got the AC on because by the afternoon it's kicking and then you wake up an icicle because it got cold overnight. I always hate that. But yeah, Um, I mean, I think that my travel has actually contributed to my lack of being a morning person just because I I need sleep so much because I'm going all the time that waking up is just challenging for me. I remember my freshman year at Auburn, everyone tells you like, don't get an 8am, you know, like I know you think you can do it because you just came from high school, but don't get an 8am. Well, I didn't listen. And I got an 8am first semester freshman year. I had an 8am I didn't have a 9 a.m. and I had a 10 a.m. So I literally just had that like little hour break. I would go to my 8 a.m., run back to my dorm, get back in bed to sleep for that one little hour break and then get up again for my 10 o'clock. I I should have listened. You know, you learn the hard way. Little Lemon should have been out when I was in school because, you know, everyone now just wears sweats to class. Yeah. And I, when I was in school, you know, I tried to dress up. I tried to wear some jeans and a polo or button up or something. Yeah, I actually tried to not be in my Auburn football sweats all the time. Huh. So 
when I go to class, it gave me a chance to like do a change up. And um, I like that. And I always like this time of the year because the days are longer and I get a chance to do a little more. I know some right. people want to get dark at seven, but I can do a lot more outside. I'm oh. an outside person. Nice. So if I golf, I can go golf at four o'clock, even though I haven't golfed that much because, you know, <laughs> just haven't. Well, nonetheless, the days are longer. It is springtime. Lots to be excited about, especially down on the plains. Um, and so we're going to dive in and talk about a few things that have happened lately, and we'll catch up along the way. Your girl is working the Big 12 Gymnastics Championship this weekend, which is exciting. It's my first Power 5 championship of my career, which is awesome. Um, but it is a lot of prep work, so your girl's got a lot of work to do. So we're going to get you caught up on Auburn Athletics and then send you on your way. So we're glad that you're with us. And we can't start anywhere else than basketball, I'm sure, because that is in the thick of things. And the SEC tournament didn't exactly go the way we wanted. Lo and behold, we release an episode previewing the game with Arkansas, our thoughts on how we could get it done. And by golly, they didn't make it past the first game. So there's that. But we're going dancing and there is still a glimmer of hope. You're saying there's a chance. So let's talk about it. Auburn loses in the first game of the SEC tournament to Arkansas. Another close one, 76 to 73. But we did make the tournament. We go dance and we are going to dance close to home because we got seated in the Birmingham location, which is pretty cool. We will be facing Iowa in the first round of the tourney. Iowa lost in the Big Ten tournament to Ohio State, 73 to 69. Tensions were high. They were pretty frustrated after that loss, so they will have a lot of motivation heading into this one. It's the number eight versus the number nine seed in this regional. But let's talk about the SEC tournament first, Jay. Obviously, both of our picks were wrong. Alabama <laughs> ended up winning over Texas A&M in the final. They really just, I mean, they bulldozed their way through that thing, truthfully. They they really got hot and, and stayed hot all weekend. But Talk to me about Auburn. What what happened yet again? It is rinse and repeat with the situations they're in. Oftentimes the results and another three-point loss in the first round of the tourney. Talk me through it. Yeah, consistency. Uh, that's the one thing I like to talk about this basketball team is, you know, we come out against Tennessee and, you know, we keep it close and then we make a run in the end. And it seems like that's typical when we do our best. Same mm -hmm. thing that happened in the SEC tournament. We get behind the Arkansas team and, Arkansas team you want to play in front of because they're really not big outside shooters. They're all about going to play and getting to the basket. But when they play ahead, then it's to their advantage. But the one thing I feel like Auburn didn't do was put a lot, come out with a lot more energy and, ten, and tenaciousness to want to win that game. It seemed like they came out trying to figure it out in the beginning instead of coming out like, hey, we got to come out like our hair is on fire and we got to move around. We got to run and we got to get up and down the court, put pressure on them early. But, you know, that's hurt us because when we get late in the game, we got to fight so hard to come back, which we did come back from a 15 point lead and to tie it up and then go up by one point, but to quickly see it gone away. So it's been tough because, you know, this team has not done well in the SEC tournament in years past. Uh, 2019 was the year that we won it. But other mm -hmm. than that, we've lost almost all our games in the first the first game and yeah. you know and that's not what you want to have going into um the ncaa tournament 
because it's all about getting hot at the right time. That's what happened in 2019. It's all about emotions. It's all about when you play basketball. A lot of it is about your energy and effort. Yeah. Like even if you miss shots, you can still win games off defense, energy, and effort. And I just feel like this game against Iowa, even though it's going to be like a home for us because we're in Birmingham, and you couldn't ask for a better opportunity if you're Auburn to be in this position. Because I went last year to Greenville and they played Miami, and they came out so flat. Yeah. And Miami came out like they had something to prove. So I think I think you know our guys get comfortable sometimes where they can kind of get complacent because you get so much all the time, whether you win or lose. Um, I think they need to turn it up a little notch. I think they need to turn up the volume. I, I think the leaders need to step up a little bit more in this basketball team. And you got to come out the door against an hour basketball team that's lost two in a row themselves. They're going to come out swinging because they know this is in Auburn's backyard. Yeah. So they're not going to come out trying to feel their way around. Auburn's got to use the home crowd to their advantage. They got to come out, put pressure on Iowa, push the ball up and down the court. I like Iowa has some bigs, but we got to be able to outrun them at the guard position. And we're a smaller guard team. We want the smaller backcourts in basketball. We don't have long guards. So when you do that, you get a young guard and a quick guard. You got to use that to your advantage. KD did come into the game and spring forward in the SEC tournament. Like, he came out and played extremely hard. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the turnovers still get us, Taylor. Like, we talk about it all the time. Turnovers at the wrong time and then pushing the pace when you shouldn't push the pace. When we was up one and you know, Arkansas went up, we had 16 seconds on the clock, and we ran down the court so fast trying to force a foul, and we just throw a ball up. Like, no, push the ball down the court, but set up something. You got yes. time. You scored and put the pressure on Arkansas. But we was out of control once again late in games. That's why yep. I said we're missing that closure, that leader that can kind of e evolve the game when it's that tight when pressure is at its highest. So I, I hope Auburn comes out ready to play in this tournament. I hope, like, you can ask for a better situation for them to, to, to win this game and hopefully face a Houston team. And you can beat a Houston team, then who knows? Because you want to have the energy and the crowd. I agree with you at the end. It, it was another one of those situations where you watch it and you scratch your head and you're going, we actually had time on our side and we wasted it. A timeout was called with three and a half seconds left. Like what to then set something up? I was so confused. So I, I feel like so much of, of these games, you know, a lot of it you look at and you do feel it was avoidable or it was preventable. And so to know you don't have that star shooter, to know you don't have that consistent, you know, come from behind guy is one thing. But what do you do to counter it? And, and I feel like so many times we get in these situations where your back is against the wall and it's a bonehead decision by one of these guys, or it's just a, a lack of awareness almost and, and turnovers and some sloppy play. And, and you know that it's not a matter of heart or effort, like you have said. It's not a matter of coaching. You can look at Bruce Pearl's pedigree. So I'm not sure what this team has lacked down the stretch. And, and they did have such a hot start. And obviously competition gets thicker and teams get better as season progressed. And this team lacked something. And if they're going to find it in the tournament, I, I mean, like Godspeed, but what is it? Like at, at this point when it truly is win or go home and it does feel like the odds are stacked against you. I mean, playing in Birmingham is, is certainly beneficial, but we thought playing in Nashville was going to be beneficial because of what our season finale was with Vandy. So 
what does this team have to do if you like the matchup with Iowa or just talk about the stage and and what what they have to do as a unit because you don't feel like it's going to be on any one individual what has to change because it is copy and paste in so many of these games yeah that's the thing that has to change is the fact that they defensively and when we hold teams down less defensively we play a lot better and yeah. uh and that's typically when we win a lot of those games. When we're in high scoring games where other teams are hitting shots, that's when we're in trouble because yeah. then we start like I like the approach that Coach Pearl let them play with, where you know everyone can shoot. You know, it's not like you you're limited, but it comes a time when players on the court has to know the environment, have to understand the game. Where is this a game where we're hot or we're not? Because if we're not, let's slow the game down a little bit offensively. Let's work the ball around. Let's get some good shots. Let's get to the basket, get some layups, get to the free throw line. That hurt us the other night. We missed a ton of free throws, and we got killed on the boards and rebounding. And, you know, that's when when you're not rebounding, you're not getting enough opportunities. Like, you don't get those second shot attempts because the which Arkansas was getting second shot attempts. And they beat us on the glass and they beat us on and they beat us defensively and on the free throw line. And those are the things that get you beat night in and, and every night. So I just feel like late in the games, KD Johnson was dribbling the ball for eight seconds. It was 11 some seconds on the clock and he dribbled it down to three and a half. And Coach Pearl had to call a timeout. Why? Once again, we was out of control. Like, you got to have that guard to set it up, set something up, get a good play. There's plenty of time on the clock for you to get up a good play. And it's almost like we're playing hero ball at the end of games, you know, instead of just playing within the system and say, okay, guy, let's work up something and get to the line and, and have a shot. And that was a great play design that uh, coaching drew up on the sideline to get Wanda freed up. That was awesome. Throw it inside and instead of high, a high picking high screen for him to get him open, you couldn't ask for a better look. Some of them you're going to hit, some of them you're not. But I did like the play design. But we shouldn't be in that situation. You're right. It is like they're playing hero ball and we don't have that designated hero. So you can't fall back on that. You're You're exactly right. But nonetheless... They get another game. They live to see another day. And hopefully they can make something happen in Birmingham. They will be playing Thursday against Iowa, like we said, who is 19 and 13 on the season. And the winner of that will face the winner of Houston, Northern Kentucky, which, of course, Houston, the one seed and certainly has put together a great season. A lot of people picking them to win the whole thing. Um but talk to me about the SEC as a whole, Jay, and, and the tournament. Like I said, Alabama ends up with the win, defeating Texas A&M in the final. And eight SEC teams made the tournament. So Alabama, Auburn, Arkansas, Tennessee, Kentucky, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, and Missouri. Now, Mississippi State is one of the last four in, so they are going to face Pitt in a play-in game actually tonight at 9 if they win they will play Friday versus Iowa State. So that's how that one works out. But the rest are in, and they will begin their tournament play this weekend. What did you see from Alabama, and which SEC team in the tournament are you anticipating will go the furthest? Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, you look at Alabama, uh, what they was able to do in a tournament, like they didn't flinch. No, they didn't. Uh, you know, they looked stronger. Uh, and like I said, it all starts up front. They're the guards. Yeah. You know, I know everyone talks about Brandon Miller and him being, you know, six eight, six nine, can shoot it from anywhere. But it starts up front with their two guards, mm -hmm. the way they move the ball and the way that they operate that offense. They get everything flowing, and uh, they're gonna be a tough out. 
they'll be a tough out. I think they'll get to the Arizona game. Arizona, yeah, Arizona and them in Elite Eight, I think will be a tough matchup. That would be uh, tough. That, that game can go either way. Uh, when you think about SEC as a whole, I think Auburn, you know, you're you're in a bracket that, you know, maybe you can make some noise if you can get going. Uh, I do think, um, you know, I just feel like as a whole, Kentucky, I can't figure out anymore. Yeah, uh, you know they're they're a team that's kind of up and down, and then they could catch hot in a tournament. You just don't know. But when I think about it as a whole right now, looking at Duke in the ACC tournament, they won their last nine straight, mm-hmm. and you know they beat a really good Virginia team in the finals. Uh, so they're a team that's that can get hot. Uh, I just think overall basketball is in a fun place this year, just because I really can't pick one team and say this one team's going to win it. Yep. You know. Uh, you can go with a lot of teams. You can go with Arizona. You can go with Bama. You can go with, you know, Marquette. You know, mm-hmm. that's a, another team. Texas. That we don't, yeah, Texas. We don't hear much about And Texas and Kansas on the same side. They could yep. actually meet in the final Big 12 four. is stacked. Yeah, so this thing is going to become interesting, which makes the SEC basketball very interesting <laughs> in two years when Texas and Oklahoma comes because oh. they have two really good basketball programs. So right. it, just gets, it just gets funner. So, and Auburn has the number three recruiting class. They learn basketball right now. I was so. literally going to ask you where we stand in recruiting because we yeah. keep talking about not having that hero. Are we trending yeah. toward getting one? Yeah, we're trending towards getting some guys. You know, we got a McDonald's All American guard that we got mm-hmm. coming in, and so we're and the transfer portal portal starts as soon as the NCAA tournament is over. So yeah. there'll be sixty days of a window. And where did Auburn do most of their their damage in? It's transfer portal. So they're gonna go out and get some guys. So yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Like I said, you know, Bama they deserve the SEC tournament. They played the hardest. You know, Missouri they fought. Um, I actually think that you know Texas A and M could really do something in the tournament. I think so too. I I, I like Texas A and M. They play with something on their sleeve. It's a little edge to them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're scrappy. I, I, yeah, I see them doing some good things in the tournament. May not make it all the way, but I can see them getting to the Sweet 16 or even chiming in the Elite Eight. Yeah, I was hoping that that championship game was going to be a little bit better. I mean, A&M beat Alabama toward the end of the regular season, so I was hoping. But, I mean, yeah. they revenge is a plate best served cold, and Alabama felt that way in the championship game. So definitely a big win for the Tide and sends them in to March Madness with a lot of momentum. And you know, I think that teams like Tennessee, who who really felt like they had everything, Tennessee can't have nice things. I swear. I mean, <laughs> their baseball team and what happened and then oh, yeah. shut out of Omaha. And then basketball, obviously, they, they've lost one of their best to injury. Football, they are going to – it's finally going to happen. Kenan Hooker gets hurt. Like, they just – if I'm a Tennessee fan, I feel cursed. Like, I just – it is – difficult for them but they still got the lane kiffin curse oh, it's there something is <laughs> i don't know but maybe they'll be able to make something happen i agree with you about a and m alabama seems so tough though like yeah. i i just they really seem like they've got it figured out which is just crazy but nonetheless it's hard uh, to beat long basketball players they're long they like are long several you know? of them too it's not just yeah. one so it's like when one guy come off the bench, it's not like you get someone that like, no, they're an, it's another long player. And, and that, that's been very prevalent for Auburn too, I feel like. And, and I feel like we saw that a couple of weeks ago when Janai fouled out and yeah. Dylan got hurt. 
our size difference is just so evident. Like we, we don't have that much, you know, in terms of that and, and for the kind of ball that they want to play and to also not have those, you know, versatile shooters, you're kind of up against the wall always. So Bama has that and then some, and, and it just feels like they've got it figured out, but we will certainly see how all of this shapes up. You doing a bracket, Jake? You already know I am. You already, did you fill it out already? Because I got to do mine. Yes, I filled it out. And you I, tell me, don't tell me until I fill mine out, and then we'll say okay. who we'll pick. We'll say our final four. I know I really got to do that. I mean, the deadline's like in two days, but yeah. I mean, you just said a few minutes ago you you don't feel like you have a really clear idea of who's going to win this thing because basketball's in mm-hmm. such a a flux right now. So I'm having a hard time filling my bracket out. I mean, I can't get past the round of sixty four, but yeah. I'll I'll fill mine out, and then next week we'll compare our maybe elite eight through the championship. Um, but anyway, Auburn will play Thursday night in Birmingham. It will be 650 Eastern, 550 Central. Very strange timing, but nonetheless. And it will air on TNT. Also, a little interesting nugget about this one is that Iowa assistant coach Matt Gaines or Gatons was actually on Bruce Pearl's staff at Auburn for one year as a grad assistant. So the head coach was asked if he would be giving the scouting report. And he said, I mean, probably. So they do have a little bit of an inside to Coach Pearl and and how he likes to do things. But nonetheless, hopefully it'll be an exciting game and they can continue and face the winner of Houston, Northern Kentucky. Also exciting, kickoff time for A-Day has been announced. And, you know, we talk all the time about how much can you take from A-Day from a football perspective? Minimal. But boy, is it fun as a fan to have football back on the planes. <laughs> it's definitely more for the fans than for an insight into where the team is. But nonetheless, it's always a great family weekend. That will be happening April 8th and kickoff is 1 p.m. Central time and tickets are on sale now so if you are interested in going make sure you grab those it's actually going to be a fun-filled weekend on the plains baseball is going to be hosting a series against texas a&m that weekend starting on thursday and they will also be unveiling the statue for hall of famer frank thomas a new statue being added to the plains honestly long overdue like i'm i don't know how he hasn't had one before now so that will be unveiled i'm assuming he will be in attendance for that reveal the morning of a day and then kickoff will be at one so that'll be such a fun weekend on the plains and yes everyone will be on their phones watching the masters but nonetheless it'll be fun <laughs> Yeah, the Masters just lost a little bit of money this week, right? I mean, right, you know, <laughs> totally. Because a lot of folks are going to be at Auburn, uh, one supporting a day, but then the the big hurt, uh, like you said, something's been long overdue. You know, Auburn's baseball is playing really well. Yeah. Uh, they got a lot of changes coming after this season to mm-hmm. the to the baseball um, facilities. Stadium. So the stadium is going to be really nice. Yeah, uh, also long overdue. Before. Right, also long overdue. So they're doing all the right things of getting our program and facilities top-notch uh they deserve it right yeah we can compete with anyone in the country when it Mm -hmm. comes to that not just baseball but even you know they want to do the basketball uh practice um practice facility all over again they want to do track they want to give them a new track softball they want to improve softball they want to improve equestrian so there's a lot of things that are happening around the plains that a lot of people don't know about yeah so and then on top of that you still got nil so 
I, money know, talks, man. Something, something got to balance <laughs> out. And I need to figure out where all this money's coming from. And I need to go. Same. <laughs> I, I go figure this out. out. Like, what, what are we missing out on? What's going on? <laughs> out here? What's going about? So, we need a yeah. few more listeners, apparently, yeah. on our podcast. Yeah. But yeah, we need to get our listeners about 15,000 or 20,000 people. <laughs> Come on, listeners, help us do this. Let's, let's get uh, it on up there. But yeah, I'm looking forward to A Day. It's going to be a different format, you know, it's from uh, Coach Freeze. We should try to get him on here after spring and yeah. uh, just kind of tell us a little bit about, you know, what he saw, what he wanted yeah. to see moving forward in the summertime. But I've heard a lot of noise about TJ Finley taking first team reps. Same. Um, I heard a lot of noise about the offensive line looking really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last, like the first week, uh, they do have a scrimmage, simulation scrimmage on Wednesday. Okay. So, you know, we'll probably know a little bit more um, where they're standing at after that. So it's interesting. You know, this whole TJ Finley thing is interesting. You know, yeah. a guy that everyone thought was done and was moving on. <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's back and now he's taking first team reps. So, you know, I think that says a lot about you know the the position yeah. um you know and and everything so we'll see we'll see uh one day to, one day at a time process but you know we haven't heard a lot of noise defensively and i think defensively is where our depth is oh um, yeah you know so i think offensively we're gonna figure this thing out because we got targets and we got a run game so yes. and we got I blockers think, right and i think freeze <laughs> is all about accuracy as a passer yeah. I think that's that's the one reason TJ is probably getting most of the reps. Yeah, because certainly Robbie didn't showcase that. But, I mean, no one felt like TJ did either. I don't know. It, it's a confusing situation. And oh. Tank Bixby was actually asked about it recently in an interview and and spoke very highly of TJ and, and said, you know, you put him with the right coaches, and I really feel like this guy is going to do well. He He can put his head down and work and yada, yada. And I mean, look, maybe that is Hugh Freeze and the staff, but people feel that way about Robbie too. So as much as we thought this thing was all but Robbie's, <laughs> maybe this coaching staff is looking at this in a different way. And lest we not forget, even though it might have been a coaching staff that we didn't really trust, that coaching staff gave the job to TJ also. That You know, they saw something. They saw enough to have the confidence that he was going to go out there and be that. So if you're this coaching staff – you have to exhaust all efforts. You have to really evaluate what's there in front of you and what you have to work with. So, and look, tell me that's not going to light a fire under Robbie's butt, you know, who has certainly been walking around thinking that this job is his as well. So, which I don't understand why, you know, what I'm because the whole thing is it's not like we had a stellar season last year. Uh, for the most part, we struggled. Uh, we right. had a lot of energy the last four games of the year once Lat got the job. And then, but at that time, we were very run oriented, rushing a ball. We were rushing over 220 yards a game. Yeah. And you know? so it's not like we just scare people in the passing game or, you know, just built this whole thing around the quarterback. So, yeah. you know, there was no one for any reason, anyone should have walked in the spring ball and said, hey, I'm the guy you got to come beat. No, like you should go in this thing open minded. Even if I'm holding Gurner, I'm giving myself yeah. a shot. Like no one else has showed anything to keep me on the bench. So, you know, yes, Robbie's athletic, but some of his runs was breakdown plays where he broke off and and scored or it was a design run where the defense and he can outflank the defense and get to the corner. But it's more to it. So, you know, from a competitive standpoint, we didn't see a lot of TJ last year after the Penn Mm -hmm. State game. It kind of was his end of his season. So there's a lot to unravel here. 
And uh, I just think it all starts first with your mindset as a competitor, as a quarterback. If you're going to go into any room and engage your room and engage being the, the lead guy on a football team, then you got to be mentally tough to be able to block out the noise and be able to focus on what you got to do and also be able to compete at a high level and not worry about what's been said about you or, you know, do you deserve it or don't deserve it? Right. Play like you don't deserve anything. Work mm-hmm. hard like you don't, like you're not owed anything. Yeah. And then let things play itself out. That is a very, very good way to put that. And and I think that every position group should, but certainly the quarterback situation, which hasn't been solid in years, and that doesn't change now. But nonetheless, we all are very excited for A-Day and all the little bits of information that come out of spring football that we can possibly hold on to. And obviously, uh, his statue unveiling will coincide with A-Day. So good weekend on the Plains. I think that's also Easter weekend. So just you know, faith, family, football, what more could you ask for? You know what I mean? Also wanted to give a shout out before we close things out. The gymnastics team will be competing in the SEC championship this weekend. That is in Duluth, Georgia. They wrapped up the regular season with a home meet against Penn State. Now, SUNY Lee did sit out of that meet. News came out, I guess it was the day before the meet, that a non-gymnastics related health issue had arisen and they chose to rest her and they have not given an expected timetable for her return. So not sure if she is going to compete in SECs this weekend, but gosh, she loves this school and, and put that out on social media and always speak so highly of Auburn. So sad she couldn't compete in her final meet in Neville Arena, but still a lot to come from her, obviously, in her gymnastics career but the team still put up a 197.6 without her in the lineups which is incredible and sends them into secs with a lot of momentum they will compete in the afternoon session at secs this weekend after being jumped by kentucky in nqs standings on saturday so it was neck and neck there's four teams in the afternoon session four teams in the night session highest score of the day wins the title. So that's how that works. But that will be happening this weekend. Best of luck to the team. And then regionals will start a couple weekends after that. People don't realize how long gymnastics postseason is. I mean, it is grueling. The structure of these meets, the amount that they compete from now until the championship mid-April is taxing. So resting SUNY with hopes for a national championship run still intact, I do completely respect. So we certainly wish the girls well as they head to SECs this weekend. And that's going to do it for us here on Believe in Everything Auburn. I know I say it at the end of every episode, but make sure you subscribe, okay? We said last week we're changing some things up. We may or may not start cranking out more frequent episodes. So the best way for you to stay in the loop is to be subscribed so that you get a notification every time we release an episode because you don't want to miss one. I mean, how sad, you know? So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you give us a thumbs up on YouTube as we are cranking out videos now every episode as well. And find us on social so that you can get involved as well. Jay, any parting thoughts? No, I'm good. Uh, Sun's out, guns out. You know, I I guess, you know, Taylor brought the guns this morning. (laughs) I thought it was 30 degrees outside. You know, I say, I I guess it's gymnastics weekend, Um, but you just get prepared, you know, so, hey. It's mostly I got a new top (laughs) and I just wanted to wear it. But thanks for calling me out. (laughs) 
anyway, that'll do it for us. Oh, I'm believing everything, Auburn. Thanks for watching and listening, as always, everybody. And make sure you come on back next week for more Auburn-filled action. We love you. War Eagle. War Eagle, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.